You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast. This is Aaron Jones. This is Chandler Smith, and I hate long intros, so let's get into it. I'll call it scat today. Yes. That's very fitting for our topic. Yeah. Part two. I'm excited. I've been... Part two of the bear, Missouri, black bear. Yeah. Chase. When are you Have you decided on like, hey, I'm going to go scout XYZ weekend or X number of days, or is it just uh, you're going in cold turkey? No, I'm going to go, I think. I said it probably on the last podcast next weekend, but yeah, next weekend. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have nothing going on, no major seasons. So the last weekend in September. Yeah. And it opens... Mid October, three weeks after that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you're on public. Yep. In a public zone. Right now, I'm on public. Unless what? anyone oh. responds to this yeah. post on social media and says, "Hey, Chandler, come hunt this private ground. Yeah. I've got a black bear." Speaking, I need to put a reminder on my phone to call some people down south, some, some friends down south, see if they've heard anything on the street. I've just been doing other stuff. On the street or on the gravel? In the dumpster. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder, I was thinking about that. So, obviously, you can't bait. Mm-hmm. What if, what if you're on, let's just say it's private ground, and you have bears? Like, Still can't if, bait in Missouri, I don't no, think. No, 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 yeah. I, I know you can't bait, and I'm thinking outside the box here. You're throwing your trash out, and you, you know, you live on private farm, you know, and you got your big bins of trash, and you know, a bear walks into your backfield because he smells your cooking. I mean, yes, Chandler, you could put something on, put, put <laughs> no, something I on just, the wire. Does anyone have a nuisance bear? That's I wonder how they. Trash? Yeah, like a nuisance bear, right? That's coming up to somebody's private. I don't know that. That seems like such a gray area. I don't yeah. think I would yeah. want to flirt with it. No, I, I, I wouldn't either. But I just. It, it is know. an interesting. Yeah. Observation seems a little sketchy. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'd stay far away from any. Uh, I mean, any unnatural food source. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to do it. Um, right, you know, I'm gonna try to do it as you know, figure out if I can find sign, find food. Acorns, I think, is my best bet. White oak acorns. White sure. oak acorns. Yep. Well, because Pat and I were doing a little recon and yeah. looking up yesterday and. A lot of the bear in Arkansas are are shot over bait. Um, on private ground. Yes, on private ground. Yeah. yeah let, let me make sure I clarify. And that. they were saying that it was, it's really tough on public land still. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just well, especially down there since, right? So Missouri, it's new. So me and Aaron were, you know, the closest thing is to go to the Ozarks in northern Arkansas. Yeah. For yeah, for tactics. tips and yeah, tips and tactics. How, yeah, how they because obviously you you're not going to use any information based out of Colorado. Yeah. You're not going to find big oak flats. You're not going to. I mean, it's it's a different ball game. So the closest and, thing to where you're at is northern Arkansas. So yeah. that's kind of what we were. And I would imagine what makes it harder there if you do have private land and you're baiting versus trying to hunt public. And the bears start getting used to, you know, John over here is putting out barrels of, you know, Lucky Charms. 
<laughs> you know, and attracts them away from the public land. But they say it's you know tough mm-hmm. still. Yeah, um, I see. I mean, some of those some of those guys down there, they're making like pit blinds and 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 bait piles and stuff, having their whole you know having some crazy setups and stuff. Where's this? Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Um, Which I guess Arkansas used to be an amazing bear state, and then they had a wipeout. I'm talking like settlers and... Okay, so not like uh, right. Mother Nature wipeout, but like yeah. you know, ex- yeah. expansion. Late 1800s. Expansion I mean, and then killing. Pre- and, pre-conservation and type yes. efforts. I don't, I don't know too much, but I've, you know, but 18, they, 1800s, mid to late 1800s, I think the railroad was coming through there. And they were just the the market hunting for bears was was gold. Yeah, like market sure. hunting did a lot for, or I say, did a lot to decimate all sorts of species. Yeah. Unfortunately, but uh, I mean, I think well, yeah, like the Mississippi had bears, a good bear population, and it just got demolished. Now, before they, they started, they did a the whole bear thing in Missouri. Did it historically have a black bear population? Oh, yeah. That's what I 100%. thought. Just in southern Missouri, though. I, I bet there was some through the the northern plains or the northern rolling hills or whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah where did they... So they did a restoration, you know, program efforts. Maybe which you something. see, Which you see in other states for different species of animals, but they brought... They brought... Sorry about that. I was looking up something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to keep my phone away from that, too. I was (laughs) going to look up historic um, range of black bear in Missouri and see what it says. Yeah, yeah, doing some, just listening about bear hunting and and the bear hunting podcasts and stuff. But yeah, it seems like with Arkansas and Oklahoma efforts, I I think we were able to really help the Missouri, Missouri bear population grow. Yeah. Okay. I found it here. This is for Arkansas. Again, we're trying to relate. You know, between the two here um, to get some tips and stuff for Chandler when he goes. But 1928, Arkansas Game and Fish Commission reported only about 25 bears remained left in the state. In Arkansas? Yeah, in 1928. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we're pushing 100 years, but still in the short time of, yeah, you know, that's... That's not very many. And then in from nineteen fifty nine to nineteen sixty eight they did a restoration program. So they brought bears from Minnesota and Manitoba and released them in the Ozarks and mm-hmm. um I can't remember the map. It's I'm gonna butcher this, but Wachita Mountains or um, No, that's Oklahoma Southeast Oklahoma. Yeah. Wachita. No. I don't. It's O U A C A. No, yeah, you might. Yeah. So I don't know. But anyways, it's, they it's the Wachita. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think it's the Wachita. <laughs> but now we're back to, you know, they've had it now for a while. Yeah. With the restoration program and and Missouri's getting there. That's why we're just doing a limited. Yeah, we're know, getting there. Number, mm-hmm. but hopefully we can we can restore. Yeah, I the first time I drove through like that southeast Oklahoma area was just this past year. Usually I I slide down going to Texas to do some bass fishing. I usually slide down Indian Nations, and I'm just to the west of all those all that stuff. Gotcha. Um, I think I'm just to the west. What's of all the that. area you're going again? 
Zone one. This is. And is it a? It's a national park, or what is the? This is Southwest um, Missouri, and there's a lot of public ground. Public ground around there. I just got to figure out what's. You gonna use like a Onyx or yeah, a something? Onyx for sure. Yeah. So according to the MDC, Missouri Department of Conservation, the black bear were rare by 1850 and almost eliminated in 1931. Yeah. So that so, in Missouri. <clears throat> yeah. in, in, that's in Missouri, correct, in Missouri. So it doesn't say anything on their historic range. I would imagine most. Oh, definitely. I mean, I would imagine I've heard the majority that black bear was, was, was all over. United States. Mm-hmm. What was that? They had that black bear they kept sighting in it over in the past St. Louis? few years that like followed the river from Iowa down through St. Louis. Oh yeah. Oh, that was the that was a fa- yeah, yeah that was, that was like a famous a, bear. That was pretty that cool. It was like a lost bear. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I, I, they talked about. I've heard podcasts about this bear, and I don't remember. I don't remember all the details. And it was. I mean, you want to talk about on the move. Yeah. I mean, it was sighted, you know, all the way up by the, I think like the Quad City areas up by, you know, along the river and just kind of followed, you know, I don't know where it's at now or what the latest track on it was, but. So apparently they're, through some DNA testing, Mm -hmm. they have discovered that the largest population in south central Missouri which is Webster and Douglas counties, may represent a small remnant of the region's historical population. And then the rest of the black bears are from their descendants from the Arkansas release. But oh, there really? is a small population um, from that, that remnant. The DNA that's been passed yeah. on from the original. Which is pretty cool. Wow. So I guess south central Missouri is their historic range. And of course, according to the website now that really... Um, south of I-44 is going to be where they're at currently. Um, they will stretch all the way up to the the Missouri River that kind of divides the state in half, but there's only a few counties that really have seeing them on a basis north of the river. Obviously, they've been spotted clear up to mm-hmm. Iowa, but south of the Missouri River is pretty much... Did Missouri do... I haven't heard of them. Did they do a restoration program? So you talked about mm-hmm. their... With Arkansas doing theirs, and then they migrate, you know, into mm-hmm. the. Yeah, I mean Missouri has been, yeah, has been working on it for some time. I don't know if they had like a, a big like like a big bear release this year to this year, you know, restoration. It, it's probably all online to figure out. They did that with elk. Yeah. Yes. And these are yeah these are, I think these are two, programs very similar. I mean they're on the same. It seems like they're on the same. We had. Elk and bear, I think, yeah, at the same time, the first yeah year after system. year followed elk and then bear. It was was it elk first though? Yeah, but it was just back to back, so it's yeah. like they're on the same trajectory mm-hmm. of. I'll tell you what, like Kentucky's really done a great job with elk. They've yeah. got some monsters over there now. Yeah, they've done a great job of of getting it getting it going over there. Mm-hmm. They absolutely have. And when you talk about elk, that's funny you bring that up because you're like, oh, where do you, you know, it's New Mexico and Idaho and, you know, all these other states. Utah. And, yeah, and Colorado. Monster, and, yeah, elk, and you don't, but just elk in general. I mean, I feel like Kentucky's down the list of when people. I think it's because the availability of tags. 
and the ease of getting them. I don't yeah. think it's. But they do have a, they do got some great bowls over <sighs> there. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the, in the little research we've done a little bit, and obviously we keep bringing up the white acorn mm-hmm. patches if you can find them and. Um, persimmons, of course. That, that may yeah. be too early for persimmons. Where you're at, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's still viable. I think it's still an option to look for. I don't know. The one thing I found, you poke know, berries. the pokeberry patches. I don't. You know, I guess if they're. You know, I don't know if they're still around because those usually start. I you would know, figure in the spring and. Well, pokeberries are usually a fall because a lot of people they? think they're elderberries, but they're mm. not. But I want to say. I usually see them, you know, later in teal season, first of October, somewhere in there. Yeah. So gotcha. I know they would be. I don't know how late they go. Maybe that's another question for the. They were saying webs. saying to the scouting, like if you, if you're gonna scout, scout later in you know middle of the day, late morning, early evening. So you don't, you know, if you do come across a bear and you blow one out of his area he's eating you know or whatever yeah they might not come back and so you gotta you know you want to watch that when you're out checking yep. stuff out and um i've heard also once you I mean, once you find the the white oak acorns and you know those trees pay don't just pay attention to the ground but pay attention to the limbs and stuff well the trees yeah claw before, marks yeah and before they before uh Sometimes before they actually the acorns drop, they'll climb up in there and they'll just tear a tree up, up you know, up on the limbs and break, they'll mm-hmm. break stuff oh, gotcha. and they'll just yeah demolish a tree and they'll shake it and you know do whatever they do up there. But you can tell if it's something's been in there. And where you're going is it? I mean, it's still you know rolling hills and is it I all mean, that? No, it's I mean Ozark Mountains. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's there's some pretty good elevation. There'd be some water sources around there, I suppose. Oh, yeah. So if you don't, you know, let's just say, oh, shoot, the white white acorn. You know, I'm thinking of backups playing, playing A, B, C, D. But along the the wooded river banks and, and, you know, stream areas, and they, you know, they'll lift over rocks and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they'll eat insects and stuff like that, too. Yeah, and some cutouts and open areas, but yeah, it'll be. Did you say you're doing that this in a week? No, the last Look, weekend in yeah. September. It would be the last week of September. Gotcha. Something like that. Not, yeah, yeah, not this weekend because <clears throat> October yeah. one's on a Saturday, so it'll be the last full weekend in September. Yeah, last full weekend. Who do you call Ghostbusters each day for the yeah <laughs> for the quotas? You just call the MDC. Yeah, there's an MDC number. They have like a hotline for. I got to figure out a bunch of us had in reaches, but not everybody had an in reach. I got to figure out if I can, if I can grab an in reach. A Garmin. I know a guy. You know a guy. I I do know a guy who works for Garmin. So, but I know we've all a couple of us have had some floating around. I got to figure out who's using theirs or who's not using theirs. I don't think I ended up who. I don't even remember who got one anyway, but yeah, something to think about. Yeah, because I don't, I don't know about cell reception down there. So if well, yeah. you're going to have to know about cell reception yeah, if you got to call a number. Yeah, when I'm going down the scout, it's kind of one thing I'll think about. Yeah. If 
figure out where I can go to get cell reception if I need to drive from from campsite or whatever. And you're going alone, or is anybody coming with you? I, you know, I haven't decided. Well, I mean, I'm going. I haven't decided, you know, if anybody's coming with or whatnot. I'm thinking about if it's a success. <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. Time to, time to quarter out the bear. Yeah, I need and, to. And you know, I might do this this weekend. Out. I was thinking about just starting getting ready for all sorts of hunting season, so I need to probably get the get the the western equipment out. Yes, because are about, you planning on doing it like an elk trip yeah. where you're camping and living out of a tent? Or I think so. Home? Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna stay at a hotel or anything like that and drive and hunt. I think I'll, you know, figure out where I'm going and the camping regulations and whatnot, and then uh, hunting from there. And when if I do harvest a bear, it's going to be probably quartered and packed out just like, you know, obviously if I'm on public ground, I can't drive my truck right up to it, you know. True. Yeah. So that's where, like, the second person could come in, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, about how far away are you going from here? Like, is it a worst-case scenario where if you're, you know, two miles back in the middle of nowhere, you could call somebody and they could make it down there in two hours, or is it like a four-hour drive to... It'd probably be a four-hour drive from Kansas City, but okay. I might have to. I might have to have somebody. I have a. I have a buddy who lives, literally right. Right in a town just north of where I'd probably be hunting. Be good to have on standby then. He'd be a good person to help out. Yeah. Because they say you. We were talking beforehand that you want to get them, quartered out and cooled down pretty quick. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta dig into more of the post-processing. Mm-hmm part of that yeah and then of course the cooking of the meat you got to dig into that oh yeah so we'll figure that out i've never eaten bear pad have you man now that my dad made something last year and i can't remember if it was bear did your dad go up and shoot one or in minnesota or something he or? no he had some sent down from alaska because my uncle lived there forever so they he has buddies, and they they'll send down meat, and but it was more like a crock pot, you hmm. know. So like in like a brown gravy, I feel like that's what it was, but it was good, and it slow cooked all day, so it yeah. was just it's like eating a roast, mm-hmm. and it was fine. If that's what it. it was, I feel like that's. I what feel it like was. I've had bear sausage before. Jerky, sausage, and all sorts of things you could do. Roast. Because yeah. if you don't cook it right, it can be. It make you sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or get too much fat because the, they say the meat itself already is marbled and it's got a lot of fat. So you don't need all that extra, that fat layer that you get, especially in the fall before yeah, you save that hibernation. Yeah, bear grease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's oily, <clears throat> their outer layer. Yeah. They're very greasy. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so get my Western stuff together. I'm talking about a nice nice backpack that I can haul out quarters and Which stuff. Which you've got with. one. Yeah, I've got all the stuff. And I have, I have like, the traditional, like, game bags, but I also have, like, some nice reusable ones. I might just bring both just in case I need both. Like some cheesecloth bags? Yeah, I got, I got that, you know those because i took that the first year we went elk hunting i had the the traditional like cheesecloth 
uh, quarter bags, but then I then the next year I got the nicer, like reusable ones or whatever. Oh, gotcha. Which you, I think you can use and then wash and use at a later date. Makes hmm. sense. What's your? Uh, you said you're going gun. Yeah. Do you have a? Is it your own? You got a caliber? What's the? Probably a two seventy. Two seventy. Solid choice. Yeah. Make sure it's all sided in. And yeah, I need to go figure that out too. Practice a little bit. I like that. Seven two seventy is good caliber. Yeah. Very versatile. It'll handle about anything. Yeah. That was the other thing I never realized, and then you brought it up yesterday. But those bears, their vitals are tucked forward so mm-hmm. far. You got to hug that front shoulder. It's not like a like a deer. You know, gun or bow, it's like, and just right behind the shoulder, you know, you're good. But with a bear, especially with a gun, just right through that front shoulder. Yeah, that's one thing you probably ought to study is a little bit of bear anatomy. I looked into that, and I I need to dig a little bit deeper, but I've, you know, I've heard guides who do bear hunting guide trips. They talk, like, on a client who's who's not well-versed in the anatomy of that. They just tell them to shoot center mass. The biggest thing for a bear is like like facing you. No, like oh, a broadside, broadside shoots center mass. But the biggest thing they're talking about is like when I when I you know when I'm shooting archery for a whitetail, I go you know I find that shoulder that back shoulder blade and I I drop down a touch because mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a gap there. A lot of people don't realize that you get that scapula and then that front bone goes forward a little bit, so there's a little bit of a cutout. But I know that lots of outfitters would rather people center punch an animal than hit a front shoulder and then and then but uh they're talking about just like shooting low on a bear is not good um that's what i, I think i remember the shooting like shooting low by like that elbow or you know not, the elbow is probably low on them you know just kind of that yeah. pocket and a white tail you would say oh that's a heart shot but on a bear it's not Mm-mm. like my uncle when he hunted bears a bunch whether it was brown bear or black bear his favorite shot was center chest. Wait till that bear turned towards you. Just put it right in their center chest. Just drop him. Interesting. Yeah. 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 You don't want them. They run off. And they don't bleed a lot. Like we we're talking. You know, there's such thick fur and fat. And, yeah. And you talk um, about the bears, like with the, you know, their the fur and everything. Their body mass can be deceiving. That's yeah. kind of why they say shoot center, you know, on a broadside shoot center because you're, you're probably going to hit some some lungs and stuff because I think they go quite a bit back. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially, I mean, depending on the bear time of year, yeah, three inches, the top three inches and the bottom three inches are just fur. There's no body there. So there's yeah. nothing going to back it up. You're just going to give him a haircut. Yep. Or a little slightly quartered away. Back behind the shoulder and just, I mean, same same as, you know, hunting anything. But mm-hmm. They're just bigger animal. They're just tough. Yeah. I mean, they're crazy. And obviously you look for all the sign, like you talked about the trees and not just focused on the ground, but. Scat. Scat. Check for scat. Mm-hmm. Check for. And of course, if you find scat, that'll really clue you in on what they're eating too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Taste it. See, you can probably tell mm-hmm. what they're eating. 100%. Yeah. Rummage through it. 
Dissect it. Take its temperature. Be yeah. like on Jurassic Park when the when the scientists mm-hmm. and the big pile of doo doo. Mm-hmm. So some of the some of the gear I might, I might wear those foul field pants and the in the grid hoodie the Rogers grid hoodie, like in a DNA in, in the in the DNA, yeah, solid choice. Yeah, I just yeah I'm curious how what the temps will be. I need to look you know look up. I mean, and you got to think down there. It's warmer than warmer than up here, but and it's late well, October, sure. so it just is it okay? When's the start? Mid October. Mid October, it starts. Yeah, sixteenth, seventeenth, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so you probably. I mean, I bet by then. Of course, you can have a, you know, a warmer day, but. For I bet sure, you're still not seventies. Yeah, not getting more than seventies. I would say midday, but. Some chilly mornings. But you might for get sure. some days that are in the sixties, overnight lows, into the forties. You mm-hmm. could so. You know, and I don't. I don't imagine I'm gonna just be walking, and walking and walking. So I need to figure out like, is there a lightweight chair I can throw in the side pouch of my backpack or something like that? To where if you find like a, you know, if I do find the white white oak acorn patch or whatever, you know, play the wind, find a area to right. be kind of concealed and sure. sit down for a little bit, give a couple hours sit. You know, I don't know. You trying to sit on the ground or up off the ground? Well, I'm not. I'm not doing tree stand. I don't think. Sure. So I'll be. I'll be sitting on the ground. It's sure. just like a low turkey chair, just to keep you comfortable. Well, I was thinking there's up against some the, companies that make strap-on seats that'll strap to, to a, a tree. No, just to a tree. Or yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah strap, strap to a tree. I think that would be lighter than a chair. Yeah, because yeah. you could literally strap it, True. you know, twenty inches off the ground, yeah. and then you're basically in a chair with your back against the tree to break up your silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to find, that's not a find bad one of those. idea because I mean that's that's pretty lightweight right there. Yeah, Super I do have like a a top part, a flip top top of a climber. You could rig that up somehow. Yeah, I mean you just bring the top part. It doesn't weigh anything. Mm-hmm. Millennium makes that tree seat mm-hmm. super light. Yeah, uh, the Primal Vantage, the Traveler. Yeah, any of those they would strap to a pack and be a lot lighter than actual chair. Yeah. True. It's not a bad idea. And you're up against the tree, like you said. Maybe have some help your silhouette or whatever. Mm-hmm. Breaking you up a little bit. And playing the wind on them bears, their sense of smell is yeah. Yeah. phenomenal. I mean, I don't think they're known for their eyesight. I don't think it's terrible. It's probably just... Yeah, probably not terrible. But they're known for their nose. Yeah. For sure. And if you do get one down, approach it from the rear. They say, make sure that I thought you were supposed sure to get the hug. Yeah, make sure that, that sucker's down. Came from. Yeah. And if you hug. can, come from uphill. Because if they are injured, more than likely, if they are alive, and they get up, they'll go away from you downhill. We want to keep you safe. <laughs> we want to bring you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need. Yeah, I'd like to go down there and just explore. Take along, but yeah. Not gonna happen. No, I'll be here working while you're enjoying that outdoors. <laughs> yep, same. It's okay. So, because I don't know if I'm not gonna be hunting a week straight, though. That's my only problem. So you're going down on a weekend I and then the following weekend? Yeah, I think it's double weekend for me. 
How long is the season? Ten days? Something like that. So maybe you're going to try to go like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then the following week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Something maybe do like, like that. Yeah. Two four-day work weeks in a row, but at least it gives you a well, full that, three-day weekend. That first weekend, obviously, I know you're, you'd like to get it done, but really focus on the the scouting part of it. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you know you're going back, that way you can really hone in on your game plan the following weekend. Yeah. Really check you know, maps and things like that. See what's around you. Because you're going to the same area both times. Maybe if you have to yeah, go we'll, back. We'll figure well, yeah, it out. Okay. Well, yeah, if he goes and scouts and it looks decent and then goes that first trip and doesn't see a lick of anything. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Might be worth, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. You've got one weekend, a scouting weekend, to do a plan A, B, and maybe C. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to hmm. be moving, covering some ground. Oh, yeah, it's true. Do you have any bear hunting experts that you could pick their brain? Not really. Mm. Everybody I personally know who's actually, you know, harvested a bear has kind of gone up to, gone up north and sat in a tree stand over a bait pile, probably. Gone up to Canada, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But yeah. I always liked the fall hunting. If I had to choose fall or spring, the spring over the, of course, I'd like to sh- shoot one anyways, but I think I'd prefer the mountains and, you know, the coastal lines of Alaska and doing that in the fall versus hot spring and mosquitoes in a tree stand. Yeah. Uh, that would be, yeah. that would be my first choice, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. Yeah, I've done the whole Canada black bear thing. It was in the fall. It was over bait. Mosquitoes still carried me off in the fall. Yeah. So little pterodactyls. Yeah. You could put a saddle on them. Big enough to put a saddle on. They'll get you. But yeah, that doesn't really help you out for southern yeah. Missouri hunting. So I really didn't have much to chime it's in. It's just with that. so new. It's yeah. exciting to see the yeah the prevalence of black bear in Missouri as long as they stay and, south and elk and you know just I and I would imagine they probably do I mean you come north you get into more cities and crossing the river and highways and I'm sure they're gonna stay. Yeah, I mean, I guess... For the most part, the population. It shows, according to the MDC map, it shows that there's black bears north of the river, but I mean, I guess they swim the river. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Oh, sure. Yeah, I I think they'll... If they keep growing like they do, I think they'll... they'll, I mean, they'll probably be thin and far between up north, but... Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you think about it, there's spots of north Missouri that are very hilly and timbered, just like southern Missouri, so... Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why it wouldn't. As long as we keep the wolves out of here, we don't need any of that nonsense. Yeah. We've already got mountain lions. Well, we got elk back to where we want it to be. We want to introduce wolves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Topic for another day. Yeah. Topic taking for out day. elk population. And deer. And deer and, I mean. Everything else. Yeah. So, I'm excited. Go out and give it a good old freshman try. 
Do you have a, is it a wall tent or is this like a, not that crazy? No, I got a packing two person, like which nice, is really a one person tent. Yeah. <laughs> Pack light. But I'm probably not backpacking that in. I'm probably a base camp. trailhead, base camp kind of thing. Right. So truck tents. I'm not, you know, not too concerned about the weight, size of the weight you know, of the tent. Over the past years when we went elk hunting, we would, you know, we would pack in three miles and all your camping equipment would go with you and you'd make spike camp and kind of, sure. you know, go out from there, cover ground and that type of stuff. But I think I'll just be trailhead because it's just not that, I mean, there is miles of public land down there, but it's not like some of the stuff we saw out, out West. Sure. Do they do, is there any black bear hunting in the Mark Twain? I would say that's, that's bear zone two, I think, isn't it? Well, two and it goes into one. Okay. So. Gotcha. But you, when you get drawn, it's for a specific zone. Yep. Like they just, they already tell you or you get a pick? Uh, I think you get to pick. I think you, I can't remember how. First I, choice, second choice. And you yeah, I think you did. Them. I think you ranked them and then you, then you got drawn for one. Okay. So. Buddy of mine who plays softball with me on Wednesday night. By the way, we we're the championship league winners last night. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. We had a bottle of champagne out on the field and everything. It was kind of funny. Excellent. Uh, that doing, was last doing night. Doing it big. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, good old Wednesday night softball league. But uh, his, his dad drew a bear tag, and he lives down in zone two, south of Rolla. Ooh. And his, he's got trail cam picks of black bears, too. Interesting. He so, might get on board. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot more. He's got a lot more intel than I do, because his his dad lives down there still, and he has the trail cam picks. He's, he's got the zone two tag in that area. Like he's scouting right now. Yeah, he's sitting on his back porch with binos, mm-hmm. going, "Oh boy, yeah, look at that guy right there." So. I'm ready to try to figure out how to get you some intel. Yeah, we really got to dig into this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to call some people today. You need mm-hmm. to find the local uh, local authorities down there, the sheriff department, because you know they're cruising around. That's all they do is drive well, around. They I'll gotta, tell you what, a, a rural uh, postman or postwoman that yeah. they're driving around in the morning and the afternoon and the evening delivering mail. Yeah, maybe the. Local Amazon guy, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, the school bus drivers, the, they're the ones driving around all the time. Yeah. Those are the ones that cover a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. So it's worth a shot. Or the local watering hole, always good. You might get some tall tails there, though. Yeah, yeah. I sink this 900-pound black bear in a dumpster. I couldn't believe it. There was a brown bear down here. Yeah. <laughs> Never know what you're going to get at the local watering hole. Yeah. So... Or find the local, you know, the couple agents down there. They're probably getting hit up, though. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine. Quite a bit, but we work for Roger Sporting Goods, so maybe they give them a tour of the warehouse and then come on the podcast <laughs> yes. in exchange for yes, yeah, goods and services. Uh, probably be eating Mountain House, maybe, or I don't know, basic foods. If I'm close to the truck, I might be able to. Just take a little propane grill. Yeah. Can you call it DoorDash? 
<laughs> yeah. Trailhead. Probably not down there. But yeah, I could probably have some cold pizza. I don't need much, you know. Shoot a mountain house, man. Those things will fill you up. Nice and warm meal. Maybe some trail mix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trail mix. Just not a five gallon bag of it. Like Aaron did the first year we went elk hunting. Yes. How big is it? down on some trail mix. Was it a mix. gallon bag of trail mix? Or? It was. Yeah, and you were tired of trail mix by yes. day four. I mean, I had so many different goodies in it. You know, the peanuts, the M&Ms, the, like, dried fruit. Yeah. I had, you know, there was every different flavor in there, but it just... When you're doing backcountry packing like yeah. that and a lot of walking, you want to make sure you... Have some snacks to keep eat. your stamina yeah. going, though. I made it to where it was, like, ridiculous amount of calories for what was there. I mean, obviously, trail mix has a little weight to it, but it was a lot of dried fruit, but it was a lot of calories, too. So that was the main thing I was focusing on. Right. Because we were moving a lot that first year. Yeah. How did you do uh, water when you guys were backpacking like that and you're gone all day? We had... Like the big Nalgene's usually. Mm-hmm. I think I had two big Nalgene's and then uh, the Sawyer uh, water filtration yeah, system. Yeah, so basically we would fill them up, have them full at the beginning of the day, and then just usually you're going to stumble across some sort of water source throughout the day. That's fairly clean, really, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. And then just filter it a As long bit. as it's running, it's usually yeah. pretty decent. And then you just run it through your Sawyer. Sawyer's mm-hmm. filtration system, and yep. Yeah, but I don't. I might. I might not have to do that. I might be able to sure have water at base camp and and pack enough for a full day kind of thing. Yeah, I think there was one time where we because we we were would go in a little dry, and we had to find a little tiny trickle of a stream and build out like a mm-hmm. pile up some rocks and dig down and build up a little bit of a a dam type system to get the trickle to fill yeah. up enough so we could get water out of it, but we made it work. Because yeah, we brought water oh in when we go out hunting. Yeah. And that was it. Like we didn't we didn't bring in gallons of water or anything like that. We after that we had this, you know, rely on streams and we did we did great. And the water was amazing. That yeah. cold oh yeah. That cold mountain stream that just fill up that that was so cold and it was great. Yeah, mine was on my elk trip, but we were with a guide, so, you know, it's not like you just packed enough to, you know, a couple water bottles, mm-hmm. you know, on the side of your backpack. Mm-hmm. So nothing crazy. So you were always coming back to the Camp vehicle. Yeah. You know, wherever the vehicle, we'd drive out, you know, and park and walk around an area, come back, drive to another area of the mountain, walk around. So it wasn't as, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't bad. Yeah. I remember I was, this is a funny story, so, well, it wasn't funny at the time, but it's the first morning of our elk trip. There's like 12 people at camp, and then for every two, you had a guide. And it was our first morning out, and everybody gets loaded up with their guide, and they can go out, you know, and uh, I think there was four of us so two groups and then each of us had our guide and we all started on the same trail you know and then we would Mm -hmm. split off when we got further and we're like 
literally 30 seconds in to walking and I'm in the back and the guide's in front of me, the whole group's in front of me. I don't know what I thought the guide said. I thought he said, go here and like pointed at me. And I'm, so I just took off <laughs> the whole group 30 seconds in, just went walking down the trail. And here I am by myself now, 30 seconds into the hunt, walking around Montana in the mountains by myself. I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, I just kind of get to this little valley and then the mountain goes away. I just kind of stood there and about three, four minutes go by. And supposedly the guide had turned around to my dad and was like, where's your son at? <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, anyways, he ended up finding me. He come running back, which scared me. Because there's, you know, there's bears and moose and, you know, we're elk hunting. And, you know, I'm gun hunting. So I'm staying in there and I'm glassing the side of this hill like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, well, maybe I'll get done right here. Yeah. <laughs> and I hear I hear this running and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get attacked. And I got my gun ready and out pops the guide. What are you doing? It's like. I thought you told me to go this way. He goes, no, come on. <laughs> the group's up here waiting. <laughs> 30 seconds into a hunt. Pat's wandering around aimlessly uh, good by stuff. myself. Sure. That's good <laughs> like, stuff. I have no idea what's going on. Oh, my gosh. Note to self, if you ever hunt with Pat. Don't follow me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or keep one of those little kid leashes on him. Yeah, that was... That was wild. It was a lot of snow and just straight up and down mountains, and it was not what I was expecting. We were we were originally slated to go to Canada on a whitetail hunt, which I thought was going to be cool, and then it fell through. So we're like, so we we chose this elk hunt in uh, Knoxon, Montana, Southwest Montana, and it was fun. But what time of year? Um, in the well, it was post rut, so for elk, so October it would have been October or something like that. Yeah. yeah, but it was fun. I mean, I got one. I was happy. Yeah. Um, was it five by six or six by six? Uh, six by six. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, you yeah. know, it was maybe around three hundred. Still respectable, but you know, it was I? I was the only one in camp to get one. Oh, I really? think one other guy got one, a satellite bowl or whatever. Gotcha. You know, um, and it was fun. Oddly enough, when we got to camp, the guide, everybody sights in their rifles and everybody starts talking and visiting with each other. And we we're talking to our guide and uh, just getting to know each other. He says, yeah, I just got back from Alaska guiding a kid on a moose hunt. For a, a make a wish. Oh no! Oh, that's me. Um, for a hunt, mm-hmm. and uh, and the kid got a moose. I'm like, oh really? I said my uh, my cousin was just in Alaska on a moose hunt. Anyways, we're like, oh, what was his name? I said, oh, it was Luke. Like, that was my cousin. So literally, prior to him. My guide, he guided in Alaska. My cousin on a moose hunt. 
successful, and then flew to Montana to, to guide, guide for this place. And it was you. Yeah. Interesting. It's like, what in the world? What a small world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was fun. It was good. But I'd like to go to like the, like you see, like New Mexico and the rolling hills and the, you know, maybe I've heard out there. of a tactic where you call for black bear. Really? I've heard of it in either New Mexico or Arizona, I believe. And you use like a predator caller and you use like, I don't know if it's fawn in distress or something, but you use an e-caller to call for bears. I've heard of this. It's been years ago. I don't know I, if that's allowed in Missouri. No, it's probably not. I've never heard of that. It might be something to Bear look into. Calling. Is it's is it it's probably popping up? It's a real thing, right? Or did I just completely make that up? I'm pretty <laughs> sure I didn't. Um, but I don't think it's widely used. I think it's like a couple people that use it. Thought I read it in a magazine. Maybe I'm I mean, we're talking years ago in like Bow Hunting Magazine or Bow Hunter Magazine. Mm. Bear calling tips. So it's a thing. Um, let's see here. I mean, let's see what it says to. Does the MDC say that you can't use e collars for bears? I mean, that's what I I'm saying. I assume I can look at that. I mean, you might call like, a what coyote. If, you know, what if you got into like a. The best time to call bears is undoubtedly in the fall when they feed. Ferociously. Mm. Ferocious or ferocious? Ferocious feeding. Yeah. Voraciously. Hangrily. Yeah. Best places to call. What's the call? The secret to finding, okay, let's see, uncut cornfields, oat fields, grape vineyards, and stands of wild cherries. Okay, we're not hunting any of those places. Well, cornfields. I mean, (laughs) there's some of those in, I don't know, maybe. Not not where I'm hunting. Okay. Blind calling can be effective, but your chances of success will soar if you can spot the bear first and then sneak in as close as you dare without spooking it. So you want to spot them first. What am I calling with? You know, call, uh, no. Yeah, like here we go. What call should I use? In addition to your standard dying rabbit renditions, other calls work too. A fawn in distress hmm. is a proven bear call, as are... Moose cow calf calls, which well, at least I feel good. <laughs> I didn't make it up. I feel really good. I didn't make and it up. And the soft moose of an elk calf. Okay. Which I guess if you know that might work. Even a white tail grunt tube can be ineffective under the right conditions. I'm going to snort wheeze in this black bear. Yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah. See, they're calling them Bruins again on this one. I'm trying to help you out. This mm-hmm. article. You got an e collar. You just take an e collar down there. Yeah. Some will act. And if you can't use electronic, you've always cottontail mouth call. Yeah. Any sort of predator. You might call in a coyote, a bobcat, or. Some bears will vamoose at top speed, never to be seen again. About one in a a dozen or so will respond with interest to your calling. No habla espanol. Hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna be calling. Yeah, probably not. You might but. get tackled. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's sitting that's, on his little seat. But your back's to a tree. He's not gonna come through the tree. Yeah, just wrap his paws around it. Although it did say ferociously. Yeah. You're out there with your little. 
fawn in distress and here comes a big bear charging you. Hungry. It might produce the new state record. You never know. I'm just saying, explore all your options here. Yeah, we want we want backup plans. Yes. I want to talk about a dead black bear on this podcast. That would be cool. Yes. In late October. Yes. But what like what if you found like an like a acorn patch with a bunch of you know Deer good droppings. good food <laughs> and you took like a, a big branch or whatever and started like I don't know, breaking it or oh kind of like rattling, you, you know. Right. Raking like some, a tree, like raking for a tree, elk like, or yeah, moose that or? kind of thing. You know, raking a tree, but you got to be in a known place where like food's at, and you know. And then another bear's like, oh. But maybe they don't want to come into, you know, are they territorial like that? Are they gonna they gonna just not worry about it? They're gonna I leave it. I feel like alone? the densities of black bear are not high enough to where you're just gonna randomly call one in. I mean, I suppose if you spotted one, you could try it. But I kind of see that in like salmon streams with brown bears. Yeah, that's won't they kind of be more territorial? Like, hey, I'm feeding here. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but like, if if you found a, a spot that looks like had good recent bear sign and it's a food, it's like a buffet sure. up there. Would they be yeah. annoyed if something else was in their territory? Right. Something's rattling around in my acorn yeah. patch. Yeah. Exactly. Make it check that out. I feel like we need a bear hunting expert or a bear biologist. I know. That's what we need. It's so relatively new in Missouri that it's... Yeah. You know, maybe you can call up one of the four people that tagged out <laughs> last year. Yes. Well, just to see, it'd be cool. I'm if, if I had to put money on it, I'm guessing they were on private land and had prior intel. I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of see what they, you know, the mannerisms and what they saw. And had they seen the bear before? Which I'm guessing if it's private, then they probably knew about it. Mm -hmm. Maybe one of them. Trail camera pictures. Was public. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it gives some insight. Are you allowed to put cameras out for bear? Like, if you take cameras down there with you end of September, can you? I don't know. Yeah, like, say your first day you stumble across an acorn patch, so you set up a trail cam. And go check it that first cellular weekend one you hunt. or something. Or and just then, check it the first weekend you hunt. If you don't use a cellular one, like you said, if there's no cell service, obviously if there is cell service, it would be an option to explore. Yeah. You know, maybe they're walking through at night. At least oh, you know something's in the area. Did Missouri p- pass something where on public ground you can't put cameras anymore? Well, I know. Or is that on just Missouri Department ground? Because, I mean, you've got core ground. You've got Missouri Department of Conservation ground. You've got... I know conservation ground, at least public deer hunting places I've been, you can't. Okay. Oh, you can't? Uh-uh. So that would be something, if it's not conservation ground, mm-hmm. if it's just core ground or public or BLM. Yeah. Why is there so many stipulations? Everybody's got their own... Every know. agency has their own set of rules, and it's yeah. tough to keep them all straight. Right. There just needs to be a blanket set of rules across the state. Say, this works. That'd make it nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What else we want to talk about? Exciting. I don't know. I'm ready to go hunting. I'm ready. After the last couple of days, I'm ready to go shoot anything. Yeah. Opening day is today for archery. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. 91 degrees so opening day. Yeah, I'm waiting to see any picks or, you know, you get that. You've got that white tail coming off a summer pattern and you got them scouted out for the year. Yeah, so today's opening day of bow season. And for the next five days, it goes anywhere from 91 to 98 degrees. Yeah, it's perfect it's weather. Marvelous. <laughs> Warm front came in. Second weekend of teal season, be, 95. Be yeah. Should be up on their feet. You're going to take the kayak out with swim trunks and the Rogers long sleeve chill tee? And Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> no fun. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So I, it's hard for me to get too wound up right now, but. Yeah. yeah. But then it drops. It's coming, though. Into it, September, it, yes. it's dropping, looks like 70s, 70s and yeah, 50s at night. That'll get me wound up in a hurry. Get me going. Mm-hmm. Paddle start opening up the doe estrus containers and leaving oh, it open around yeah. the house. That's why I need to get a doe estrus candle. <laughs> Cincy. <laughs> well, Let me know what the wife Cincy. thinks of that. <laughs> Let me know what the dogs think of that. <laughs> oh my gosh. You would not, what? Funny. You'd have more room to sleep because I guarantee you get kicked out of the bed. Yeah. Which that's what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. I don't understand how it's two grown adults and two giant dogs. Well, we're family. I know, but man. <laughs> Just make it In work, you know. Your old dog pack. In a bed that you downsized. Yeah. Well, it makes the room look bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I got to roll around a little bit when I sleep, though. I do too. It's amazing I don't roll off the bed somehow because <laughs> I know I toss and turn. I don't know how I don't end up down on the floor with Zeus. Yeah, because you only get about 18 <laughs> inches of the side yeah. of the bed. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Wake yeah. up, my head's hanging off the... Well, if you if you start burning Doester's candles, you'll get the whole couch. It's true. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to foreshadow, I think the podcast that comes after this talk about duck hunting but we talk about duck ammo is that right no because we've got another one that we recorded before yesterday okay so that's a couple podcasts on the way yeah what's the one after this one going to be i don't remember we recorded four podcasts in the last week and a half so it's probably it was duck hunting right yes it was duck hunting yeah okay and then we get into some different types of ammo the following podcast, yeah, yes. gotcha. The chokes, we and the dive ammo, in, and we dive into all that's a real shot good, shells. Yeah, nerd out a little bit. And then after that, we should do one on the up and up, coming back to pre rut whitetail. Yep, be coming up. That's what I'm excited for. October lull. Yeah, yeah. And then after that is the the bear harvest. Yes, the bear harvest, the opening weekend of duck season. The yep. Getting ready yeah. for the rut. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Be getting that pre rut action, bow hunting. The guys that were elk hunting out west will be back with their. And if anybody's been out deer hunting, maybe there's a grip and grin of a big whitetail. Maybe someone bow hunting down in the Ozarks knows where a bear's at. Yeah. That's exactly right. Hunting that public land down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Need to find that guy. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, I'm ready for cold mornings. <sighs> yeah. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. 
All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, go ahead and give us a subscribe. That way you're going to get a notification every time we put out a new podcast. Chandler, what else should they do? Go to our uh, social media pages and give us a like on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Uh, get a subscribe to YouTube channel. We do uh, product reviews there. And then uh, giveaways is a great part of our social media as well. And then we just want to thank you guys for what you guys do and support us so we can do stuff like this. So thank you.